Psalms 119, verses 17 through 19. Be generous with me, and I will live a full life. Not a minute will I take my eyes off your road. Open my eyes so that I can see what you show me with your miracle wonders. I'm a stranger in these parts. Give me clear directions. I'm Wanda Hardy Kidd, a retired campus minister in my late 60s from North Carolina. A couple of years ago, burdened by grief, I left home alone. A road trip, just me, my truck camper, and a broken spirit. But I found healing in my desert wandering. These short episodes capture parts of that journey. Journey Through the Desert, Episode 9, Traveling Companions. People were very concerned about my safety on this trip. There were multiple ideas of weapons to take with me and various ways that I could protect myself. The suggestions ranged from taking a taser to various offers of handguns to bug spray. However, each idea seemed more dangerous to me than it did to others. Personally, as a quintessential extrovert, I was more concerned about loneliness than the choice of a weapon. The purpose of this trip was for me to have the space and time to sort through my grief from the loss of my parents and both siblings in a short four-year period. Under any other circumstances, I would have been making this trip with my sister. It would have been full of drama and laughter and predictableness that is born out of decades of traveling together. There would have been heated discussions about when and where to eat, among other things. Amy had strong opinions about most everything in her life, and moving her from her position was both a march and a dance. Sometimes in the middle of a trip, she would make up a new rule, like years ago when we were in Las Vegas and she informed me that she and Daddy, adding leverage to the topic, had decided that they would no longer be making left-hand turns because they were just too dangerous. She informed me of this mandate as I was driving down a four-lane highway in a strange city at 70 miles an hour long before there was GPS. It was obvious she was expecting my compliance. Admittedly, she was most unhappy when I refused. But in that moment, I fervently prayed there was not a left-handed accident while I was driving. Other family pitfalls arose when we knocked the bark off lifelong family issues. There were always episodes of differing memories and perspectives, followed by periods of silence while we searched for portals back to the approved family narrative. This had been our travel pattern since we were in the same college and traveled hours each month in our shared car. I was not sure how I was going to cope with the absence of dialogue and what I was going to do with all the memories that I no longer shared with anyone here on this earth. So I came up with a plan. Rather than acquiring one of the suggested weapons, I decided to build a traveling companion, thinking that allowing others to believe I was not alone would make me feel less vulnerable. After much thought, preparation, and purchasing, I began the process of Frankensteining together a fellow pilgrim. I bought a headless mannequin that stores use to display t-shirts and a lovely dark-haired beauty school head used in cosmetology training. And I put them together using Velcro and glue. I French braided her lovely dark hair, 
put on a stylish long sleeve navy knit shirt, stuffed her sleeves with fiberfill, and propped her up on yoga blocks, and seat belted her in, and Sydney and I were set. Ironically, she looked very much like my sister did at 18. People assumed she was designed to help me ride in the HOV lanes, which needed more than one person in a vehicle. But my plan was to avoid interstates and travel back roads as much as possible. This trip was not about breaking rules or getting anywhere fast. It was about finding the space and opportunity to experience God's presence and to be open to wherever I found myself on the journey. On our first trip west with my children 25 years before, we spent a morning in Deadwood, South Dakota. As was often the case, we wandered into their small museum. I always found it interesting what locals considered noteworthy or fascinating. This museum was filled mostly with cavalry memorabilia, uniforms, swords, insignia buttons, and other pioneer daily implements. However, in the back was a large glass top library display case. My then 12-year-old daughter and I were side by side as we looked at the framed pictures, letters, and other official-looking documents. But what caught our attention was a black-and-white pencil drawing of Jesus placed in a dime-store metal picture frame. The artist had drawn him with a crown of thorns on his head, with red drops dripping down his temples. His eyes were closed, and in the corner of the frame was an aged piece of onion-skin paper with the typed words, Look upon this, and the eyes will open. We stood there a moment, side by side, and as we walked away, I threw my arm around her shoulder and said in a rather jaded tone, I did not see those eyes open, did you? To which she turned directly to me and said, maybe it was not his eyes that were supposed to open, Mom. I remembered that encounter often on the trip. I would look over at Sydney and know that there were no expectations of conversation or shared memories. I appreciated the space that she provided for the journey. Her presence created opportunities for conversations with strangers along the way, valets at hotels, people at gas stations, and even curious children and dogs. People jumped, cussed, and laughed when they caught an unexpected glimpse of her. Ironically, she provided both protection and conversation and helped to turn a fear of loneliness into a time of healing. I do not advocate for everyone, or anyone for that matter, to create a virtual traveling companion. I do hope that in your darkest hours you do seek hope, that you look for answers, even unorthodox ones, that will give you the courage to face another day, to go on a journey. I hope you will be open to people who want to journey with you, even if they have no words, only a presence. Mostly, I pray that you will look into the face of Jesus and allow your eyes to be open to whatever adventure there is in store. It is with great love and appreciation that I believe you, dear God, want me to live a life of hope and promise. Help me to have the eyes to see each of those opportunities as they come my way. Amen. This is Mitch Randall, CEO of Good Faith Media. We provide reflection and resources at the intersection of faith and culture through an inclusive Christian lens. Visit us at goodfaithmedia.org, where you'll find our news and opinion, video and podcast, 
bookstore and journal, and our travel experiences. You can also make a tax-deductible contribution to support our work and make podcasts like this one, Journey Through the Desert, by Wanda Hardy Kidd, possible. Goodfaithmedia.org. Thanks for listening.